0: Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Support for this show comes from Inner Engineering, a program to empower every human being with the tools for well-being from the distilled essence of yogic sciences. Visit www.innerengineering.com. learn more.
1: From Spirituality and Health Magazine, I'm Rabbi Rami, and this is Essential Conversations. Our guest today is Deborah Silverman. She's a psychotherapist, an astrologer, and author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. You can read an excerpt from her book on our website, spiritualityhealth.com. Deborah Silverman, welcome to Essential Conversations. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you because I know absolutely nothing about psych- uh, well, I was going to know nothing about psychology. That's also true, but astrology. But before we get into into the book and, and all the the interesting ideas you've laid forth there, uh, help us understand how you got to astrology. Was it did you go to psychology first and then astrology, or you were drawn to astrology in an earlier period and then added psychotherapy? What what was your what's your spiritual journey?
2: <laughs> Good question. So I was interested in astrology at a very young age, but I went on to graduate school. I had started started studying astrology and had just kind of a flirtatious relationship with it, fascinated. And then I started doing, um, being trained as a clinical psychologist, being trained in school, graduate school. And I would realize that when people come in for their sessions, they would start by saying everything that was wrong with them. And I kept looking at them going, wait, if I had a chart in front of me, I would reframe that whole story you just told me. And then came to find out many years later that Carl Jung was an astrologer. And he was quoted to say, psychology will be a dinosaur science until it includes astrology, because he did charts for everyone he worked with so really? I was in good company yeah but it, it was now it's public that Carol Jung was an astrologer and there's lots of people that have you know proven or said how long they've been working with the straw, but it was under the system people didn't really value it because it was too woo woo and now we've established or that's been my goal this life to bring astrology into a pr- very practical language and that was what the book was about like how do I take out the woo woo part and make this really practical and useful for people
1: so before we, we get to the de-woo-wooing of astrology, what about when you were in graduate school? I mean, did you have to keep it a secret?
2: Well, you know, it, I was at Antioch, which is an alternative school where you graded yourself. It was a really cool program. And it did come out. And then once people find it, it's funny, you make new friends and you're an astrologer. It was a very easy way to socialize. And my um, good, lucky for me, the program director saw my gift and just encouraged it. So I did do some studies. I did a research project with mental patients, believe it or not, in astrology, looking for correlations. And I was validated for astrology, even though I was in a classically trained program, because I have a way of making it into English. I I take these concepts and make them very practical. So that's what made it available, and people accepted it, and I was writing about it. and I kind of was on a front edge. I, I would say and I was a little bit ahead of my time because now it's becoming very popular.
1: Really? Lots of lots of therapists are using psychology?
2: Uh, just starting. It's just astrology. starting. I mean, you know, when it, when, it, when it came out that Carl Jung was an astrologer and then the whole system in Switzerland, they've all been now studying astrology. It's, it's been much more validated with his endorsement. I wouldn't say a lot. I'd say... It's kind of like when yoga first arrived in America and we were all like sniffing it, going, what are they doing? And now it's this billion-dollar industry. I think the same thing will be true of astrology, that Mm -hmm. I'm right at the very beginning of it entering, but I think eventually people are going to see how valuable and how practical and how it shortens. It's like shorthand. Like you come in, you complain about your personality. I look down and I go, wait a minute you're not really a, you know, OCD, you've got a Virgo, or you're not really overstimulated and, t- and nervous, you've got Gemini. And when there's language to understand why we do what we do, it's very comforting.
1: So I understand that you don't follow a, a fixed school of astrology, and you have your own, your own approach. Can you give us a sort of thumbnail sketch of how that works?
2: Well, the book is really succinct and the missing element. I I start on a very basic level of water, air, earth, and fire. There's four elements, none of which you can live without. You have to have all four elements to live. You can't live without water, air, earth, or fire. So my job in succinct terms is I look at a chart and I identify where the, the broken pieces or the part that's not working as well, and I put it back on. And so... Yes, I'm an astrologer. There's so much complexity, as you can imagine, the sky's the limit to astrology, but I really I teach it. I have a school, and I have all these students that I'm training, and they are now doing it too. Very succinct, very compact, like not a lot of extra words, and practical directives. Like if your chart is this, if you're missing fire and you have no chi, you got to get up and work out. If you can't communicate or you can't do relationship, you've got to start journaling. If you can't find yourself emotionally available, you got to go watch sad movies and get that muscle working. Mm. You know, so so it's very specific directives, and that's where I stand out as far as astrology because I've added psychology to it, and that it really is practical, and then and it's so easy to teach it. Because you don't have to be a rocket scientist—that's funny—to be an astronomer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to go too far out to find some practical skills, and people get their lives changed. It's, it's amazing.
1: So, so, do you see yourself as a psychologist or psychotherapist who uses astrology, or as an astrologer who brings in the
2: psychotherapy? God, that's such a good question. It's such a good question. I. I, I it's really 50 50. I've got some skills I learned in graduate school back in the 80s, and I have some skills I learned in 35 lifetimes ago in astrology. So I can't point out which one stands out because personally, I am truly working as a therapist and as an astrologer. But my clients, that, or sorry, my students, they don't have the training academically from a psychological point of view, and they're doing some astrology, but there's always the directive. It's in the book. There's always a directive, like, this is what you need to do to change your life. It's very, it's usually very simple. Like, go clean your closets. You're not going to do anything while your house is a mess. Or it might be as simple as, you've got to start talking. There's people in your world you're not sharing your truth with. And as long as you're not talking, you're not socializing. This is error. If you're not socializing, how do you get into relationship?
1: Hmm. So it's really, it's really very interesting. and I I sort of have this fantasy of someone coming in with a complaint and you say, oh, you don't need Ridlin, you just have Saturn retrograde and then you just wait it out or something.
2: Well, there is <laughs> there is some truth to that. Yeah, there is really truth to that. There are cycles people go through where there be, I'm in Saturn return as we speak. It happens once every 30 years. And so if I'm talking to you with my back out, you'd think I would know. But it's clearly a request that life is saying to me, anyone 58 to 60 or 28 to 30, to slow down. And we don't get slowed down till the body says slow down, halt. <laughs> so there is directives in that way. And yes, I can interpret the timing and say this is the time to slow down, or this is the time to pick it up and start taking a risk. There's definitely differences, and it is astrologically determined.
1: You know, I travel to India as frequently as I'm invited, and whenever I go, there's astrologers everywhere. I mean, you stay in a hotel. If the hotel is, I guess. Um, has enough stars, three stars maybe and up. the hotel often has its resident astrologer, but their system is is different than the one that most people are aware of. do you have is it do you, do you find a conflict with other kinds of astrological insight or are you influenced at all by like at all. Eastern astrology?
2: Uh, you know what I Chinese, don't Indian. have any problem with it no, I love it. I love all of it. There, you know, I'm a very eclectic and probably very liberal in that I believe that all of us is as an astrologer. We've all come to bring different points of view, and there's no need to be orthodox about anything. It's all about being open-minded. So I love listening to the Vedic astrologers, and I love listening to the Chinese. I, I find it all fascinating.
1: So it's all grist for, for your... Psycho-astrological yeah, yeah,
2: Psycho-babble. But the, but the important thing is to find your voice and mm. stick to it. Like I've been doing the same system for almost 40 years. And, you know, if someone told me we we're going to change the system around, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. But I can't because this is tried and true. And I've seen such concrete results. I've, You know, I've got these funny, have you seen the funny videos on YouTube? If you, there's, I have 5 million hits on these funny videos because people have really seen their value and they're timeless. So, oh, so, so tell
1: us, because I wasn't aware of these, how do people get to see those?
2: If you just go on YouTube and put in Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, Deborah Silverman, and then whatever sun sign you are, a little five-minute video will come up with your sun sign. And they're very funny. I didn't mean to be funny. I, I mean, I, I did not have a director or a producer. I just made them up, but they went viral. And they're simply me acting out the signs as a therapist or as a, as a human who understands the psychology of that flavor. And they've gotten very popular.
1: So you just go to YouTube, put your name in, Deborah Silverman and your sun sign. And and your sign, whatever
2: sign you are, your rising sign, your sun sign. Yes.
1: Very interesting. My God,
2: are you going to (laughs)
1: laugh? I want to shift gears uh, a little bit in the time that we have left and talk about a couple of things that you wrote in the book. Uh, that I found compelling, to say the least. But in in The the Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition, you wrote, it is scientifically questionable whether we will, meaning we, the, uh, the human species, it's scientifically questionable whether we will survive. Scientists say that we're about to pass the possibility of reversing the effects of warming. So when you look at I mean, do do you think we're sort of in the... Sort of like a Kali Yuga in an age of collapse?
0: Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says... Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive.
2: That, that's so funny you use that term. Of course, we have a big decision to make. I mean, there is a concrete, very solid decision as a collective we're making. And the Hopi Indians, the prophecy said that we would reach this point. They predicted, they gave all kinds of signs, one of which was a spider web in the sky. They said this in the 60s. They had no idea about the web, but that would be one of the signs that the later days were coming. So, but they also said that we wouldn't know what the decision was until the collective reached a certain pitch. And I, I get a little scared because the quality of what's going on, and scientifically, there is no doubt. I think that was written years ago. I, we're past that point. We know we will not survive with the warming of the planet and the water increasing as, as the um, ice melts, unless we do something, and we cannot continue, the resources won't be enough to survive. So there's no decision, but we, there's no decision there. That's a given. What's the decision is if we have enough um, warning or enough wherewithal or enough of a, you know, enough leadership. and you know essentially, it's up to each one of us to start taking care and being really conscious of how we do deal with reserving our energy and taking care of our water and taking care of the earth. And to be perfectly honest, I, I find the humans a little embarrassing, including myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. So it, taking that idea that you know humans are embarrassing, is it possible, even, even I don't know how literal I want you to take this question, but I had this fantasy of, of you doing a chart of Homo sapiens, a chart of humanity that would <laughs> show us, you know, what Ten this collapse, uh, you know, what this collapse is about. I mean, you've done, um, you've already um, done we this.
2: Were, but uh, that's so cute. You can't do a chart for humanity. You can't do a chart for that large picture. But you can certainly do a chart for the day. And we are at, in a fire cycle. Saturn's in Sagittarius. We're in a fire cycle right now. We're deciding as a species, and it's just like the potential of you personally, you have a decision to make. You can be lazy and you can be slightly unconscious and you can indulge yourself or you can step up the game and say, oh my God, the planet really needs me. It's a very high motivation because we get lazy and we get scared that we're not making a difference. People call me every day wondering how to make a difference and I say, look, honestly, look at your chart, figure out, and is what my school is all about. If you're interested in learning, you can come to the school. Figure out what did you promise and then do it. And just that, Gives hope because otherwise we are, as a collective, a lazy little bunch of creatures who get caught in negativity. We do, so it's up to those of us listening to shows like this and reading books that you guys are endorsing my book and saying, "What are you doing?" and "How can I help you?" and I love watching people wake up right in front of me. Oh my god, is that fun?
1: And the charts like a mirror for waking up. Is that fair to say? The
2: chart is the chart is an activation of potential. And it gives the memory of what you signed up for. It, put, it puts words to what you agreed to do. And when you finally stop complaining about it and you fall in love with it, you get a running start. And The next thing you know, you really become yourself. And it's just simple. It's really simple if you can speak astrology. It's Egyptian hieroglyphics, so you need a little help.
1: Yeah, well, that's where astrologers come in. That's where, that's where you come in. So in the couple of minutes we have left, I mean, you sound like, despite the fact that we're talking about beyond the point of no return with, with climate change. You, you seem like a very hopeful person. The book is a very hopeful book. So- Well, what, we
0: have still a
2: few minutes left.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> That's why you're hopeful. We can change the planet <laughs> in the couple of minutes we have left. But at least we might give give our listeners something concrete to do. So if, if someone doesn't have the chart, doesn't, what what could they do tomorrow? Um, it's very
2: simple. Yeah. You go get the book, you go on Amazon, you get the book and you find out what your missing element is and you grow it because you can't live this life without balance. That's the nature of the beast. And we can't live without those four elements. If you don't have your emotional body, if you don't have your ability to tell the truth. If you're not taking care of your health and you're not taking care of your passion and your sexuality and your fun factor, you're going to be another example of someone filled with potential that didn't get to do her purpose or his purpose. So, Really simple just do your purpose but if you don't know it ask for help and if you need to ask for help i'm certainly here's lots of great teachers out here and you're you guys are promoting it that's what we're doing we're trying to wake up inside the dream before it turns into a nightmare <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's a good place to end <laughs> if you need one thing to do go go buy the book i mean that's not only are you a psychotherapist and an astrologer you've got the marketing game down as well <laughs>
2: <laughs> I but I love watching people read the book. i had you'll see the endorsement from Sting. He I thank God for him. He wrote, read the book and gave me this big endorsement. It really is it's a game changer. It's it's got some potential to change people's lives.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. It's great to have that kind of book out there. So thank you very much, Deborah, for being with us on Essential Conversation. You.
2: Thank you so much for interviewing me today. It's my uh, pleasure. It's why I'm here.
1: It was ours as well. Thank you. My guest today was Deborah Silverman. She's the author of The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. An excerpt of the book appears on our website, spiritualityhealth.com. And you can learn more about Deborah's work on her website, Deborah Silverman Astrology, all one word, DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Support for this show comes from Inner Engineering, a program to empower every human being with the tools for well-being from the distilled essence of yogic sciences. Visit innerengineering.com to learn more. Essential Conversations with Rabbi Rami is a project of Spirituality and Health magazine. Please log on to spiritualityhealth.com to subscribe to the magazine in print or digital formats and download the iTunes app for this podcast. Essential Conversations is produced by Ezra Baker and our program coordinator and executive producer is Alma Tassi. I'm Rabbi Rami. Thanks for listening.
0: I'm Victoria Moran.